Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. And, and today I want to talk about uh, the Stadia, the you know Google Stadia, the next best thing in gaming. Is it truly the future of gaming? Uh, well, I want to talk about it today, and I want to consider that. Probably you have heard the news. Uh, it's been all over the place. And if you haven't, let me kind of give you the, the runaround. Stadia, it is a new platform that is used by Google. Google wants to get into the gaming industry now, or wants to be in part of it, something that is a multi-billion dollar business worldwide. So definitely there's a lot of potential there through streaming services. And what they have defined, and you can go to their website, and I have the links for you. You can go, go to their website, and they have this product, and it kind of looked cool, and the, the controller looks cool. It's kind of like a hybrid between, a, I would say, into an Android uh, controller. It has the same feel, and also have a little bit of touch of, a, I would say, an Xbox One controller, which is kind of like that. Like a, it's a hybrid. Not, I would say, on the same vein of quality of the Xbox, but definitely feels very ergonomic, and definitely it's just a you know, basic Android controller. But if you look through the website, you can see that this new service, that actually is coming for them, you're going to be able to pretty much stream in 4K on any TV as long as you connect what they call, in this case, you, they comes, the package comes with, through the Google Chromecast Ultra, which is a new uh, pretty much streaming uh, product that Google uses so you can watch all kinds of sort of apps. But definitely you're going to be able to stream these games in 4K according to this at 60 frames per second, which is, uh, you know, it's a big it's a bold uh, claim. And, of course, uh, you can watch it on any desktop, in any laptop, on a Pixel 3 and Pixel 3a phones, or in any, uh, I would say, um, uh, tablet. So, uh, and, of course, they're saying that they're working on this in the future to being able to bring it to other mobile devices, but they haven't specified which mobile devices. I'm guessing that you're looking at Android and prob probably iOS. But this is the plan. Of course, this is something that is really big. Last week, we had a video with, in this case, the president of uh, Google really expressed or presented the product. And it was a 25-minute uh, video. And I have the links for you as well. It was an interesting video. And uh, they make a lot of promises, not necessarily from the technical standpoint. They don't give you too much technical information. So there's still a lot to be seen in regards to it. Now, Google has the infrastructure and the technology to probably uh, really back up this claim, but there's still there's a lot of unknowns, and uh, definitely there's a lot of questions in regards to how effective or how well applied this will be. Uh, when you're talking about this company, you're talking about uh, Microsoft, you're talking about Google, those are companies, they, they really have uh, great technology, and they have the power to really give us a great streaming services. But um, still, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of technical challenges that come with gaming and the difference of watching a movie or through Netflix or some other services. But uh, definitely there's something to look about. But the, the information that has been given, uh, it really, they have a big list. They, they're claiming this, that you actually can wa watch games up to the resolution of 4K, which is now the new thing, in HDR, you know, with a surround sound of 5.1, which is good and at 60 frames per second. All of this sounds good in paper, of course, um, because that's what everybody wants. This is pretty much what you can get on console nowadays. And if they say is that you can have, as long as you have a 35 megabytes per second capacity in your connection, you're able to pretty much a, you know, watch stuff at 4K with HDR 60 frames per second. Now, the recommended minimum is 10 megabytes per second, which is very minimum, but in many parts of the world, it's kind of standard, and it's, you know... A, 
particularly even here in the West and North America uh, in first world countries and more rural areas, particularly here in the U.S., some people really have bad connection, bad Internet. So if you have like the minimum of 10 megabytes per second, you're looking at 720p, 60 frames per second, uh, stereo. So it kind of downgrades from that. Um, and, uh, you know, on my cows, I have between, what, 70, between 80 some, you know, which is pretty much enough, you know, to really give enough the greatest connection, which is good for me. But definitely they, they, they say in that if you sign up, you can get all these new games. A lot of new games are coming. We know that Ubisoft is partnering with them as well. So they're going to get a lot of stuff through Stadia, uh, that through, in this case, um, uh, Ubisoft Plus, U Plus, whatever, I forgot what they call it. And uh, they have a lot list of great games. Destiny 2 is coming. Uh, so there's a lot of information, a lot of games. They're making a lot of bold promises. Like, again, the controller looks good. They, if you get sign up for what they call the Founders uh, Edition, which is technically you get a, a Chromecast and you also get a controller, uh, I think you pay, what, $129, uh, which is not a bad price. Uh, it says, And also they have a plan, which is Stadia Pro. And this plan is pretty much if you are, and it's part of the, the Founders Edition, technically it's a monthly, uh, you know, you pay for the monthly fee so you can watch this or, you know, play these games. Uh, you can stream, in, stream the games and it's $9.99 a month, uh, which is okay. And the resolution is up to 4K, depending, of course, on your internet. Uh, the frame rate is 60 frames per second. So they all the stuff that they offer, it's on the plan, you know, and you can buy games whenever you want. Uh, they also have additional free games, kind of like Xbox uh, Live, and uh, and they started with Destiny 2, the collection. So you're going to get all the packages, everything that comes with Destiny, all the different DLCs, all of that up to this point, you're going to get everything and everything that is coming later this year, all of that you're going to get from the get-go. And of course, you're going to get a Stadia Pro exclusive discounts on select games, and of course, you can purchase anything. Now, there's next year, we're going to have what they call the Stadia Base, which is if you don't want to pay the monthly fee you can still stream these games but there's some downgrades to that it is free so you don't pay a monthly fee you get the resolution up to 1080p which is basic your frame rate is going to be 60 frames per second which is good uh, the sound is going to be downgraded from surround sound to stereo still not bad and you can buy games whenever you want so you have the option you have ac option you know pretty much access to the store but you're not going to get the the free games of course uh, they are released regularly so you're not going to get the additional content uh, but you're all you're not yeah you're going to get uh, you're not going to get the pro exclusive discounts that other people get so technically it's kind of like i would say the ps3 uh when the ps3 was pretty much was well, still still exists and they still uh, alive you know you don't have to pay to play multiplayer to go online uh, but in order to get the discounts and the free games that comes with the PlayStation Plus you still got to be part of it you have to pay the, the monthly subscription so it's going to be like that and of course the founders uh, you know, and one thing that they're doing with the Founders Edition that, that actually comes with a three-month Stadia Pro subscription included on, on the whole, the 129 price, which is good. You can give, actually, uh, allow, you give a pass to two of your friends. So you can bring friends to play with you. So another way they're trying to uh, bring more consumers into it, which is not a bad way to do it, and they can come and play with you as well during those three months. So that's cool. They have a special edition controller. Uh, the controller is going to have three different 
different colors. The the one that good one, the Founders Edition, of course, is the black one with the orange accents, which it looks kind of neat. I really like it. They also, if you are sign up for the or the pre-order the Founders Edition, you get some extra badges and you get you can make your name for yourself, which I found kind of stupid because I believe that you don't have to pay for that. Any person should make their own name in any platform. Uh, but you can pre-order now. They already have it, of course, on the Google Store, and uh, it's kind of interesting. All of that is really cool. In my opinion, all of this seems cool on paper. Now, they have some tech specs on their website, but technically it's more like, uh, and, um, you know, they showcase the, the controller, the size of the controller, but they don't really give you, like, the technical specs on how it's running and how it's going to run. Now, I want to talk about this today because it is clear that we're entering into a new frontier in gaming. Things are changing, and they're changing really fast. Um, uh, some people are in love with the idea. Some people are hating the idea. You're going to see that everywhere in social media and YouTube, particularly. People are creating content videos, uh, really hating on this, and people are really loving this. And there are the skeptics, you know, the people that are still not sure about where to stand and people that are kind of middle ground. I'm always considering myself to be on middle ground. Um, it, even though I might not like a lot of things that Stadia is doing, I can see where things are heading. I can see the writing on the wall. I can see that times are changing, and whether you accept it or not, we have to move with it, and we have to adapt to it. Uh, I'm a big fan of, I would say, physical media, you know, because I grew up in physical media era. You know, I grew up with the v the Vetamax. I grew up with VHS. I grew up with everything that was physical. I grew up even prior to that, you know, with music, with the, you know, the the LPs and now are coming back. You know, I grew up in a different time with the cassette tapes, you know, then the CDs. Then, of course, you know, nowadays, you know, through the, the beginnings of iPod, through all of that, I've been going through all of that and I, I do enjoy I can tell you one thing I truly enjoy uh, digital media as well uh, it makes life easier I read a lot of digital comics I have moved from physical to digital um, I still collect omnibuses and I collect all the hardcover books uh, just as a collection you know I collect them for that purpose but when it comes about reading on a daily basis I do that through digital media uh, I watch movies digitally I purchase a lot of movies but I watch most of my movies even though I have the collection of CDs and this and Blu-rays and 4K Blu-rays, whatever, I still watch the movies. Uh, and the best way for me to watch these movies is through, you know, through Voodoo, through, um, you know, Movies Anywhere, through all the services. I, I'm subscribed to Netflix, Hulu, uh, through Acorn, to so many other different ones. Uh, you know, I get a lot of stuff that I do watch digitally. And, you know, everything has to do with streaming. You stream all these things. You can download them, but you can stream them. But now going into the digital route, it's definitely a new thing that is something that is not, it's not totally new that it's not Google doing for the first time because it is doing it in this format and the way they're trying to achieve it but uh, you know other companies have done it other companies that have done it through PC uh, through Windows didn't work out so well uh, even you know I, I, I tried the PlayStation now for a time uh, and didn't like it because there was a lot of um, 
Uh, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of lag in the system, and I love fighting games, and it was not feasible for some games. For some games, it's feasible, particularly like single-player campaign games, but the multiplayer campaigns, you know, you're dealing with a lot of issues, a lot of problems that come with it, because not only you playing, you're playing with other people that also have, the, you know, they have variations of their, on all their systems, so lag might not only come from your side, it can come from somebody else's side. So there's a lot of battles, you know, uh, you know going, at uh, the same time and uh, something that really is to consider when you're playing multiplayer stuff online there's a lot of variables and a lot of questions a lot of technical um, you know challenges and and you know Stadia is promising pretty much the sun and the moon and the stars It's promising that it's going to do this now they saying that you can do it I check uh, when I was there I was checking my internet because you have a way to test your internet through their own website and they say that I'm more than capable I was like probably 70 something and I do have a lot of stuff on wi-fi uh you know make you know megabytes per second or whatever and um but you know they say that oh, you need at least 35 to be on 4k which it means that i can definitely use it and use it here at home without no problem but um just because they give you that promise doesn't mean that it's going to work the same way uh because you know like again you're playing with people in this pretty much in this sandbox online and there's a lot of people you know you might be playing with people in other parts of the world and other parts even in the country even in your own neighborhood that may have not the same type of internet you have connection so there's going to be a lot of things yeah you might say that google has the infrastructure i would say that microsoft has the infrastructure google is just turning pretty much just a it's doing everything to chrome you know they have tried some people have tried there's some limitations to the whole thing but it is kind of at the same time you know it's challenging uh, i'm really looking forward to try it to see how it's going to be doesn't mean that I'm totally all 100% in it. We want something that is tangible, that we can touch in our hands, that it tells us that this is ours. The problem with the streaming is that you don't really own it per se. You only have paid for a license to use it, utilize it in a platform. And this is a challenge that many companies have gone through. Like even with movies, you know, you know, many movies, you, you, you pay for them. I, I, I remember when uh, Best Buy had its own company, uh, you were able to buy movies through them. Ultimately, they closed down. They created uh, the Ultraviolet, which was a way to bring all these companies together. So if you buy stuff from Warner Brothers or from Sony separately, you can bring them all together into one. So I participate on all that. But now Ultraviolet just closed doors as well. So now we're going back to square one. So if you had Ultraviolet, you have to kind of link that to your Movies Anywhere or, you know, to your Voodoo. Well, what would happen if Voodoo goes out of business? What would happen if Movies Anywhere goes out of business? Which is kind of unlikely because they're becoming the two big companies, but it's you know, in this world we live in, the possibilities are always there. So if that ever happens, that means that everything you have is pretty much go into the limbo and you spend hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars in movies that you're never going to watch again. So having physical really gives you a key, you know, to something that you own and you can always utilize, you can always go back to the physical. If, you know, all hell breaks loose in the Armageddon and the zombie apocalypse comes, then at least you have your movies physical form and when there's no more power. Maybe you don't have even power to watch a TV, but yeah, you can still have your your your, your information on those uh, DVDs and CDs. Of course, they're not, they're not meant to last forever, but it's still, you know, there's something that we all want, you know, something that is physical. Uh, 
there is an allure to the digital. And I'm telling you, uh, at first when the PS3 was actually the console that made me a believer on digital media, I hated the PS3 because sometimes the download of a lot of games, you had to download these big patches into the game. Something that Xbox 360 didn't have because it was more server-based. You know, most of the games were server-based. Kind of like where they're following right now, but in a more modern setting. You know, technically you're living on the server, but you don't have to download, you don't have to have any key or media physical media because everything is in the cloud and um, definitely what happened then is that you download all this and uh, but you know I started seeing the benefits of having something downloaded to my system something that you could always later do with your Xbox 360 you can download the games into the console you don't have only to play through the disc or through the server and that will help with the loading times and all of that and you know a lot of the features were faster things were better the texture was rendering better so that was a plus but uh, you know with the PS3 kind of changed my, my mindset so when I came into the PS4 which technically the, the disc that you get is technically only a key it's not even the game itself it's just a key that authorizes you for you to download from the cloud from their servers to download the game into your uh, you know your console so I have become more accustomed to it and it's just it's easier just to turn on the, the in this case the the console and not to worry about looking for your games because you already have them then but of course this space you know you have to have a big hard drive and this new games on the Xbox one X on the ps4 they take so much space so you have to have multiple sometimes, um, you know, save the stuff, delete the stuff, redownload if you don't have it, or you have to have extra, you know, like in this case, memories and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and you know, hard drives, you know, portable hard drives. Uh, and it's good, in part it's good, you know, in part it's good, it, it simplifies things, but also in other areas, it makes things more difficult, and technically you never really own anything, everything is in the air. And this is my, my, my worry about the challenge of it. Yes, I know this is the future, and I know that we're heading that way whether we accept it or not. We've been wor- They've been working on it for so long, Google is working on it, Xbox is heading in that direction, and they're really pushing and they're trying the waters with this new Xbox One S that is has, has no... Uh, you know, this drive, and they're trying to see how if it really people are interested, which I doubt that it's going to do that, but it, they're trying. They have the money to, in the, to back up those attempts to see how things are going to develop. But we know that the, the Scarlet, uh, the Project Scarlet is going to be rely on that thing. We know things like Bethesda's doing with their new systems. Their Bethesda's pushing into more software, so we're going to see games that are optimized to play more into the streaming service. You see services like Uplay Plus. Um, and, you know, there are other ones as well. So, you know, you we, we can see where things are are heading and they're pushing to that with their hardware with the software uh, so it is interesting it is scary at the same time but it's interesting and um, and it's a new frontier uh, now in my opinion and I'm now going to personally draw with what I believe I believe that this is going to be the future and this is the future and we are walking into the future whether we accept it or not whether we're happy with it or not now what we need to do it's to really continue on, you know, I would say supporting, in my opinion, those companies are still giving us physical uh, content. You know, it's always important to uh, those that are developing companies like, you know, developing the mini consoles or the consoles that are able to play other consoles, you know, the older consoles, uh, all this, uh, I would say, the clone consoles. 
Um, it's important to support them. It's important to support their vision. Uh, some people might dislike some of the things they do, but they're trying to preserve these games for the future. Uh, not necessarily to depend on this streaming service, you know, as the answer to all the problems of gaming, because they're not. Yeah, this is the way they're going because it's easier for them. It's the future. It comes with a lot of challenges and also surprises and things that are interested on. Interested in the ability to play any game wherever I go. Now, I don't like some of the things the studio is trying to limit. The, the fact that you cannot play up to 4K because you have to be tied up to sign to their contract with them and pay a monthly fee. So technically, um, you're, you're going to pretty much lose a lot of these games or you're going to lose the abilities or some of the, the things that this game offer. Like, for example, you play full price for a game for $60 and now you're on the free, you cannot play in 4K. Well, this game was developed to play being 4K. Those are things that you have to consider. Those are things that to me, I feel like it's kind of like a, a, you know, a tactic just to keep people pay, you know, pretty much stuck into this fee and monthly fee which I'm against it. It would be great if the service provides many other services so you're able to get the discounts that people can buy, you know, that you have more freedom, you know, that you're able to play multiplayer with people. And although you're, it seems like you're going to be able to do it, but you're going to be limited. And also it's going to affect other people. So it's already making categories between gamers. Instead of just really bringing all the people together, it's just making, I creating barriers that really also affect the experience in gaming. So I feel that there's something that it needs to be considered. Now, I'm all for changes. I'm all for, you know, for to trying it out, to see how it works. I don't think it's going to be like the game changer some people are claiming to be. I believe it's, a, a, it's pretty much a new step in a new direction. It might not pan out the way they want it. It might, it might, you know, you never know. I don't think it's going to be a succeed the way they are, are really foreseeing the success. I think it's going to take time to get to that place. It's already taking time for all people to get into the 4K, uh, you know, wagon. So I feel that there's a lot of technologies that take a little bit of time, but whether it happens in the next year, the next two years, the next five years, the ten, next 10 years, it is clearly the direction we're heading. And, you know, like it or not, we're going to have to adapt with it. But what is your opinion? What do you think about this? Are you a fan of this? Are you going to try it? Are you going to uh, pre-order the, the Founders Edition? Or are you going to wait to see how things unfold? Uh, I would like to hear your thoughts in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, you can come and talk to me on social media. You can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, you know, I would like to have a conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching and thank you very much for listening. God bless you, my friends. And I'll I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.